Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and today I wanted to talk about socialization. So let's get into it. Socialization is one of those things that is always high on someone's priority list and it's also one of the things that is almost always royally messed up. People, this is the difference between having a bad dog and a good dog or a good dog and a great dog. And socialization is done wrong most of the time. And I think there's a few reasons for that. I think one of the reasons for that is that a lot of times when we hear the word socialization, in our mind, we go to human socialization. And we think, okay, if I want my kids to be social, I want them to be able to uh, talk with people, um, look them in the eye when they're talking, shake hands and things like that. I want them to be, not now, I mean, we don't want them shaking hands now, but you know what I mean, <laughs> pre-COVID. Um, so we, we thought like we wanted to be able to play with friends and get along and that's that's the social that we're talking about. We're talking about socialization like that when we think of humans. Now with dogs, it's kind of different. Um, we want our kids, of course, to have good experiences while they're engaging in play and things like that. Now, I've never met a kid that was, you know, that, that you couldn't get to play in some way, shape, or form. Now, there's kids that are more shy, yes, um, but play usually isn't the hard part, right? It's more hard to be composed and not to be stressed out and not to be scared when some sort of pressure comes. Like let's say someone they've never met comes up to them and they're like, hey, I want to talk with you or whatever. Uh, like a grandparent that maybe is lived far away and they come up and they're kind of nervous at first, but then they warm up to them, right? And that's the kind of socialization we think about because we are human. Dogs are not human. They're dogs. <laughs> and sometimes we treat them like heavens and we use examples. Did I just say heavens? Sometimes we treat them like humans. I think it, that's what I meant to say, whatever I said, okay? Sometimes we treat them like humans, and they are very, very special to us, and we love them. But be careful, because if they're going to be fulfilled and truly happy, sometimes we have to just let them be a dog. Now, I also say be careful there, because a lot of people will say, oh, I just want them to be a dog, let them do whatever. And so there's a balance between the boundary and then not humanizing them so much that they can't actually um, have joy. So joy <laughs> is also one of those things that gets mixed up in our mind. So we think a dog's happy when they're bouncing all over crazy, barking, jumping, and we cast on that human emotion. So this is a problem. We see, do you see how we have like a big storm here? We've got this, what we say, oh, they're just happy because they're going crazy. So they must be happy. Look at them. You know, and it's kind of funny. We like it. So we're happy. So we assume they must be happy. Um, you know, I, I, I get excited or I get fidgety when someone scares me. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm happy, right? But it, I might, it might manifest the same. I might be like, oh, whoa, okay. Um, I know, I'm one of those people, maybe you're the same, where um, when you like get a shot, like you're about to get a shot in your arm for like an inoculation, and I'm like, <laughs> I just start laughing. I'm like, <laughs> weak laugh, do it, just get it done. Because, which is weird, I'm laughing, but I'm about to get shot with a needle, right? And I don't know if, you're, if you've seen those kind of people, but it's just like, it, it kind I mean, you could be like, hmm, that's, you're actually nervous and stressed, but you're laughing. 
So are you happy? No, not happy. Don't like it. My son, my 10-year-old son, um, oh, this weekend, he slammed his, his finger in the door uh, on accident and his ring finger. And, ooh, bleeding. So we took him to the Instacare and they had to take the whole nail off. Oh, ew, it's gross, right? So yesterday, it's all dried up, and we've got to get the gauze off and put a new Band-Aid on it, Neosporin on it, and stuff like that. But it's kind of stuck on. Sorry, this is, might be a little squeamish, but it's kind of stuck on there, so we're working to get it off. And I have one daughter that's, like, laughing and enjoying it um, from the sense that she's kind of like, ooh, gross, oh, oh. And it's kind of a weird adrenaline rush for her. I've got two, my two older kids are like, nope out of the room. I am not doing this, right? So it's it's interesting how we sometimes think, oh, this means happiness. When even in the human race, laughing doesn't always mean happiness. It can mean nervous. It, it can mean happiness. It can mean scared. It can mean stressed. There's all sorts of things that it can mean. So why would we ever think that we could know exactly what a dog is feeling, right? They, you know, they... Dogs that are getting food can be shaking, just like a dog that could be nervous or scared or totally stressed out. And they're just happy eating food because they're so excited, they're shaking. So we have this this problem. With socialization, we think of it like humans. So what's the best way to do it if we think about it like humans? Well, let's, let's go to the park. That's a great place for our kids to meet kids. They're just playing, it's fun, it's lighthearted, and they're having a good time talking with people. So we create things called dog parks and we say, let's take our dog there and they'll just go have fun and it will be good and they'll be around a lot of other dogs. Um, and sometimes it's not so bad as, I mean, sometimes it's bad. I, I am not a huge fan of dog parks. My dog has never been to a dog park. Um, my dog can go all over the place in a store or an airport or wherever you wanted to go on escalators, walk, moving sidewalks. But my dog has never been to a dog park. And it's not because I want my dog to be antisocial. My dog's been around tons and tons and tons and tons of dogs. But I want a good experience. And when I get a bunch of high adrenaline, high drive carnivores in the same area and we fence them in and say good luck with that, it doesn't usually work out too well. There's not any boundaries at all. And so those, it's, it's the easy part. It's easy to get a dog excited like that. It's not hard. Have you ever met someone that gets excited? They're like, they come in and they're like, oh, look at your dog, look at your dog, look at your dog. And the dog gets all uh, crazy. And they're like, dogs love me. And it's kind of more for them than it is, it's part of their identity in their mind, right? Um, and I, I love those people because when I need to work with a dog that I know is, uh, going to be more prone to getting amped up quick and those people help me work through it they don't know they're helping me work through it but they come they get the cookies right we bring we're like hey we got cookies you want some cookies we're training dogs they'll come over see the dogs and i can work with the dogs through this situation i'm rambling but let's talk about some of the things you can do you want answers so the key with good socialization is not to just be around a whole bunch of other puppies, okay? They did that when they were littermates. They've got that experience, okay? They, it's not to be around a bunch of other dogs or to go to a dog park. It's to start to work toward being 
calmish to being composed in those situations. Why, why do you think, for example, people come to me all the time with a dog and they say, oh my goodness, when they see another dog, whoop, they get so amped up. The dog's on the other side of the street. They are jumping. They are growling. They are lunging and they just want to meet. They just, I've had people tell me that all the time. They just need a meet and it will be fine. Well, what your dog has is a severe adrenaline rush. And where do you think they got trained to get that adrenaline rush? Every time they see a dog, it's playtime. Makes sense, doesn't it? That every time, if you're like, oh, there's another dog, we're going to play with them. What do you think your dog's learning? They are chemically learning that when I see another dog, I better start pumping that chemical through my body because boom, baby, we're going to party. It's gonna, I, got, I need that so I can play, so I can jump, so I can protect myself, whatever it is comes the adrenaline so I don't want especially in you know the 10 week to four month stage five month stage I don't want a lot of crazy long-term high adrenaline interactions I want calm ish I mean they're puppies let's be honest calm ish composed kind of socialization I don't even like to use the word socialization because of what we just talked about. So I actually call it composure when I do my training. All our training online, it says we talk about socialization, but it's really composure and we call it that. So first I start with home training and I'm going to work really hard to do a lot of back training there. Obedience really isn't super important as far as the list of things I need to get done with a dog. But socialization to me is more important then obedience in the early dog stage and obedience kind of gives you like your routine your groove your dog's groove so that they can go out and into these places and have a routine to fall back on so when the adrenaline starts to come up we can bring them back to that routine just like any sports player if they're like getting ready for a game and the adrenaline's going up we don't want the adrenaline to spike before the game we want the we want to wait and we want to be able to be calm and composed so that we can think because high adrenaline means less ability to think. So calm, composed. It's hard for a trainer. You've got to be patient. You've got to be very, very patient at this stage. It is so long-term thinking here. Um, but I'm hoping to give you a lot of things you can do so that you're like, okay, we're working on things and we're getting somewhere. Don't move too fast. Most people move, they try and move way too fast here. And one of the hardest things as a trainer is when things are going well, not to push it too far, but to say, okay, I will take my wins and I will walk away. It's tough. It's kind of a gamble. It's tough to walk away. Um, Okay, so here you go. Here's some ideas. Key is focus. We want a dog to be focused in these situations. Now, when we're with a 10-week-old puppy, they're not going to be very focused. So we're going to take their meal or even treats and... We don't want it to be high energy. Remember that, okay? So that's the double-edged sword with 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 treats is we're going to be amping up the energy and the excitement. So food comes out and they're going to be like, oh, here we go. And you just raised high adrenaline. And so I like to use their food, their kibble. And we do training sessions and we're focusing at home on training focus, right? We're doing, of course, potty training, kennel training, but then the next step is focus. And if I can start to build focus where the dog learns, I will look to you and these food, this food starts to come. It's not all about food. I mean, we use a slip lead, so there's going to be little itty bitty corrections if we need them. 
Um, and we're gonna train for maybe five to 10 minutes. Um, you're pushing it if you're getting to 20 with a 10 week old puppy because we want to maintain that focus and they, they can't keep it very long just like a little kid can't. And then we're gonna be done. Maybe back to the kennel, maybe back to a little play area, but kennel is what I prefer because I want them then to chill for a second and not have to focus on anything. And then we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to another training session and we're going to focus for 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes and then we're going to go back. So puppies need lots of time to rest. Don't feel like they're going to be in the kennel too long, especially if you're getting them out every, you know, I don't know, hour or so and doing 10 or 15 minutes of training. Your dog's going to be amazing if you stick to that. Your dog will be unbelievably amazing. If it's every two hours, great, okay? Um, as they get older, they can spend a little more time in the kennel and a little more time focusing. And as you build that focus muscle so they have more composure, then you can start to say, I'm going to venture out and I'm going to start to do very short public access things. I'm going to do things like uh, and it might be even starting to work outside. That's going to raise the adrenaline a little bit. So you work inside, then you start working outside. And, of course, your dog's going to be outside. So you're just going to be building that in as you go. But then you might start walking down the street a little bit. And you're going to get composure and focus in these little areas. We're going to go to places and we're going to go to things like home, places like Home Depot or Lowe's or some hardware store that allows dogs. And they might just be in the cart, inside the car you know put a blanket in there or whatever so they're not slipping through the cracks and it's scary and just walk around for five ten minutes with a cart and then leave right you might go to that store and even before taking them in a cart you might work in the parking lot and do your training routine just get them focusing in the parking lot and then leave and then you might go to the parking lot and into the front of the store and do your training routine and leave and then come back and do the cart. Um, you can start to work. It gets exciting right around, you know, three and a half, four months because you can start to do things like, you know what, let's go to uh, a hotel. Um, I never know if I'm saying this right, but La Quinta, I think is how you say it. I don't know. Um, they allow dogs. So there's a, a great way to go. You can go there and you can practice in the parking lot, uh, walk in the door, walk around for five, ten minutes, leave. Next time, go back again, walk around, five, 10 minutes, leave. Next time, go back again, walk around five, 10 minutes, do a stairwell, leave. Walk, go back again, go, you know, you just gotta find routines. You're gonna maybe go in, do a stairwell, ride an elevator with focus and leave. Stuff like that. Hey, we're just building it in, smells, sounds, right? Uh, surfaces, touch, all those things. Uh, let's go airports. Airports are crazy, right? There can be lots of people. Um, and so that can be an interesting one. So you could, um, <laughs> if you have a friend that will drop you off and you then go do the loop or whatever so you can go pick people up again and you're like five, 10 minutes, you just go and work and leave. And then of course you're gonna build up to doing like an elevator at the airport and walking with slick floors with focus. So you're working on your heel, you're working on sits and downs and comes and, you know, eye contact. All of those things are what we're looking for. And if our dog's not very focused or not very into it, boy, we're totally done. We, we don't want to push it. We're not saying, hey, you have to focus. Focus, focus, focus. We're, we're kind of wanting it to be like, hey, we're working together as a team here. And we're going to use a lot of food at first, but 
also keep them on leash. Then you might work up to like a moving sidewalk. Those are scary things for a dog. So you're going to work toward those things. Um, but don't push too far. Just don't do it. Um, you're going to end up doing more harm than good. So when you, you know you get these pet classes that are like, oh, well, it's a puppy class. And the main thing is I just want good socialization. So I need to get them around other dogs. It, uh, do you know how many people come to us that say, well, I did that big box store training for socialization and their dog is totally not socialized and has problems with dogs and or, or gets totally amped up all the time okay so those are not uh i, I would never i would never ex- i would never expect that to actually be good socialization there's a reason that service dogs aren't going through pet smart usually or any big box store right and not that those aren't are, i mean some training is better than no training usually but there's a reason okay um good keep it calm that's that's really the key all right when you go you can do things like uh, maybe as you get further along you can walk into a mall or a food court um you can practice downing under chairs you can go be around trains and cars and get your dog to be up on a, a bench at a train station or something like that. Um, loud sounds from a distance and then getting closer. And just, you know, once you've got that obedience and that focus, that we're going to use that obedience to help us with all of these things, then you can use it for great, great socialization. Can you imagine, like, if your puppy in the first three months... Uh, of you having them, you know, again, I would wait till about 10 weeks at the very earliest. And if it's 12, that's not a bad thing either. And then you start working towards some of these things. I mean, you've got quite a few field trips you can do. You're not expecting too much and you've got to keep them short and just keep them focused. So you could say, you know, two, two meals a day. If you did, wow. If you did two field trips a day, you'd be better than me. And I'm a dog trainer, right? Um, one field trip would be amazing and sometimes it's just one a week but getting out there and having those experiences with different sounds and surfaces and situations places sights sounds smells all of that is going to make a huge huge difference it really is the difference between when we have a dog that really struggles and a good dog or even a good dog and a great dog because they've if they've seen it before and said ah it's not that big of a threat then your adrenaline's going to stay low and the training just gets better and better from there. This is what I would spend the bulk of the time um after you've done the foundation work in you know that's first 3 months or so from 12 13 weeks all the way through 4 months 5 months this is what I'd spend the bulk of your time doing. Uh is just trying to do field trips and focus with with dogs. So as we have puppies come to us this summer Um, and we work with them for an extended amount of time, this is exactly what we'll be doing. We'll be doing little trips. And uh, if, you know, like we really do need to go to the store and buy something, we take someone with us and we make it so that it works. And um, our older child or something will stay with the dog with the doors open in the car after we've done a little training, stuff like that will make a big difference. So that's what it looks like. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the goal is to keep it calm-ish and focused and be patient. 
and you're going to have an amazing dog. So I hope that gave you a ton of ideas. You might have to go back and write some of those down so that you're, you, you, you're ready to rock and roll. And you'll also see a lot of those on Instagram probably in about two weeks as we get a focus more on puppies. Um, as our board and train goes home, we're going to focus more on the puppies as we go on some family trips and things like that. We'll be taking puppies with us and um, working through a lot of this stuff and just looking for opportunities um, to have socialization experiences or composure experiences. But from three to five months, this is your world. This is awesome. Makes a big difference. Okay, guys, check out Instagram. You'll see pictures moving forward. And if you're interested, go see cornerstonepuppy.com. And if you really actually want to just check it out and see inside, uh, take that address, cornerstonepuppy.com, and hit forward slash access on your browser. And it will take you to a different page that you can actually get free access to the first uh phase of our training. So that's just a, a, a little secret there if you want to jump in and, and take a look. Okay, guys, thanks for being here. Really appreciate you. Good luck with your training. Happy training all around. Take care.